Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Welcome back to Anecdotal Dote, Dungeons and Dragons, Part 2. Last time, our adventurers found themselves paid by the dwarf Gundren Rockseeker to deliver a cart of supplies south to the city of Fandalin. Who are these intrepid adventurers? We have John the Jaycees. My personality traits are I use polysyllabic, syllabic, polysyllabic words that convey the impression of erudition. That means you like to use big words to sound smart. The shut-in, elderly, quite strange elf who is a <laughs> master of all things magical. And all things medical. Yes. <laughs> He has some strange ideas about what to do with goblins. I was giving him a, um, a cesarean section. I didn't know he was with child. Congratulations! I'm gonna stuff the other goblin inside of him. We're doing a reverse cesarean. Joining John the Jaceus is the intrepid, timid but noble Hilda the Hildwarf, as kind as she is deadly. Uh, don't you know that's me? I'm intrepid adventurer number two. As they began to ferry this cart of supplies down to Fandalin, they came across a scene of destruction in the middle of the road. Uh, so Lizzie's character sort of hops down off of the cart and waddles over very loudly to Stop your waddling! The dead horse. <laughs> As they searched, they discovered this horse belonged to Sildar and Gundren Rockseeker, those that had hired them. Before they could get their wits together, goblins attacked, and they dispatched them very quickly and threatened a reverse cesarean on one who ran. Yeah, we did. I don't know why, but I'm just the narrator, so I don't get to say. <laughs> they chased the goblins through the woods and came upon a cave where they met outside standing guard a goblin named Grimgut. Grimgut? Wait, how did you ask him that? You can't speak goblin. I just spoke in common. Did he answer in common? No, he answered in goblin. Oh, well then I don't freaking My name is Wait, can... Grimgut. Grim... Grimgut? Grimgut. Oh, Grimgut. Uh, can you understand common tongue? Oh, yes, yes. All the human prisoners talk in common. Can you speak common? Oh, no, that's dumb language. That makes literally no sense. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't speak it. Okay, let's keep moving forward. By the way, Hilda, his name is Grim Gut. Grim Gut. Grim Gut. Which is how I am after I eat Chipotle. <laughs> Ferried them inside the cave and took them to meet Clark, whom, because of a slight misunderstanding of the internal politics of the cave, believed they could bargain with him. What? You realize that I'm the, the leader of this hideout, and all these goblins answer to me. What? But soon, after this clog discovered they had gold upon their person, he shouted with much vigor and desire. You got gold on you? Yeah. Well, that changes things. Boys! Oh, no. 
Attack! Oh no! <laughs> Part two. We pick up our story now with a spry young halfling standing outside of a cave, her feet tickling the edge of a stream as she kneels down, tracking the footprints of a elderly elf and a short, stout dwarf. All right, Lavinia, what would you like to do? Go into the cave. All right. Your feet touch the water of the cave as you slowly make your way only 25 feet because that's all your small halfling legs can carry you in one six-second spurt into the (laughs) cave. You hear the loud booming of a waterfall and you also hear from deep within the cave the shouts of a bugbear screaming, Off to your right, you see... Three emaciated wolves growling at you as you approach the interior of the cave. They seem quite hungry and angry, chained to the wall of this cavern. What would you like to do? Can I befriend the wolves? Oh my god. You're going to befriend the wolves. Okay, how, how would one befriend the emaciated wolves? Can I approach them slowly? With my hand out. You know, like when you meet a dog for the first time and you like let it sniff you and stuff. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna need help from a one armed half a person. Okay. So you, you approach them very slowly with your hand up. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and roll an animal handling check. The the wolf like he sort of timidly sniffs your hand. And he, like, I don't know, he seems sort of indifferent. Like, he doesn't want to attack you right away, because he can sort of, like, feel that maybe you're not here to hurt him. We will see what happens with that on your next turn. We jump over to our other scene, and in it we have Hilda the Hill Dwarf. We have some goblins, and Jaceus, John the Jaceus. And of course, Clark has just shouted that harrowing line, All right, boys, attack! All right, so everybody roll initiative. That's what we do to start a battle. All right, so it looks like first up is going to be this goblin. Uh, this goblin immediately is going to dash over, and he's going he's gonna to pick out Hilda the Hill Dwarf. She's got her big brawny shoulders there and um, he just comes right at her he pulls out a scimitar and he takes a slash and it's gonna, it's gonna bounce right off of her armor and because of the, the angle at which the blade hits it sort of like turns down and he's gonna stab himself in the leg for three damage he rolled a crit fail Grimgut, he's sort of going to look out on the battlefield. He's going to look towards Clark, and you're going to see, like, you know, he's trying to figure out what he wants to do, who he wants to be. His whole life is flashing before his eyes. He's going to look over. Grimgut, I swear on on, on whatever deities I worship, Agma. I will end you. <laughs> it's what? Agma. On, Og- on Agma's... On Agma's hammer... I'll shove that thing right up your keister if you turn on us right now. All right, so he is going to roll to see uh, how he's going to take this uh, shout-out from John the Jaceus. 
Uh, all right, so he he takes his rapier, he pulls it from its sheath, he looks to Clark, he looks at John the Jesus, and he he's gonna shout out, "This is for Yemek!" Ah! He's gonna attack the goblin in front of him. Oh, thank All right, so he's gonna hit. He's gonna dig his blade right into the exposed side of his goblin comrade, and he's gonna deal three damage. All right, and then it is the wolf's turn. Clark, he's holding the chain to the wolf, has dropped it to the ground, and the wolf is going to pounce forward at the newly discovered traitor of Grimgut. He's gonna roll. No! Okay, uh, this is gonna hurt Grimgut. Um, he pounces on top of Grimgut and digs his teeth in right at the neck and just rips out his oh. jugular. Oh no! You you hear his pained croak and he's like, "I did it for you, Jesus." <laughs> Was his last words. What a guilt trip. Alright. No, the last thing I said to him was I was gonna shove a hammer up his butt. Well, John the Chases, it is your turn. Um, I'm gonna move and I'm gonna attack that stupid cat. It's a wolf. Um, go ahead and roll your attack. What are you doing? What attack are you doing? Electric hand, yes, shocking grass. All right, so uh, you see uh, John the JC's tendrils of electricity run over his fingers as he reaches out to touch the wolf on the snout. The wolf actually recoils just in time, and you see the whiskers sort of burn back a little bit, but he, he escapes the full brunt of the attack. Are you freaking kidding me? He's a, he's a limber wolf. All right, next up is... I believe it's called a timber wolf. <laughs> Next up is Hilda the Hill Dwarf. Oh, okay. So I'm I want to go for the leader. So I'm gonna slide past this fella right here, the good-looking one. All right, he's gonna get an attack of opportunity. Oh, gonna slide right past you there, and I'll go for the leader. All right, so he is going to make the attack, and it is a miss. Alright, so you swing your warhammer and it sort of hits the large plate of metal that this bugbear has wrapped around its uh, center of mass. And you hear the thud as uh, he just sort of brushes off the attack. And Clark, he's going to take his morning star. It's a big, long metal with a big metal spiky ball at the end. And he's going to raise it up and he's going to look right at John the Jaceus. And he's going to say, You think you can take us on? You're mistaken. And he's going to slam down his morning star right on the top of... Uh, he was aiming at John the Jaceus. He's going to hit his own wolf. <laughs> Square in the head. Oh my gosh. Oh. Falls down straight up dead. Snap, crackle, and pop, baby. <laughs> Other goblin, he's going to move and he's going to try and attack Hilda. On the other side, oh. uh, and that is going to be a hit. Oh, Hilda, you're going to take three damage. Ow. It is Lavinia's turn. 
So you're back over here. You've got the middle wolf. You know he's kind of like, you know he's he's feeling okay. Uh, how are you gonna how are you gonna bring this home? Do I have food? Yes, yes. You have provisions, so you'll have like dried meat and stuff. So I want to give him. I want to hand put some food in my hand and offer it to these wolves. All right. So go ahead and roll animal handling. All right. So you pull out the dried meat and they sort of they inch forward and they they take a few sniffs. Um, and the alpha he just like bites the big chunk and he just like goes around. He sits down and the other two they come up and they sort of get the scraps that are left over in your hand. Um, but they're just gonna pick them up real quick and they're all gonna move off to the side. And so now you have a clear path to the other room. Okay. So then I want to go in. Can I move still? Yeah, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So you are just inside of the room. And to set the scene, you can see there's a giant bugbear. There's two goblins. One of them's dead. There's a dead wolf. And the two people that you've been tracking, the dwarf and this uh, limber elderly elf, is um, <laughs> standing in the heat of battle. It is the goblin's turn. Uh, this goblin is going to go ahead and he's going to take a stab at John the Jaceus, who has left himself open by attacking Clark. And he is going to deal three damage. Some shocking grasp on the goblin next You see the crackle of electricity run across your fingertips. And you reach out and you gently caress his back with the force <laughs> of a joy buzzer that you would get at the dollar store. <laughs> so I... I... I sexually arouse him. <laughs> Ooh, I love the little tingles. <laughs> Am I allowed to take my own life after that? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so now it is the bugbear's turn. Uh, Clark, he's going to take his morning star and he's going to look right at you. The blood of his pet wolf dripping off the tip and he's going to say, You're going to pay for that, wizard! You did it to yourself! Uh, he's <laughs> he's so clever that he has figured out a way to blame it on you somehow. So he's so going to reach back and he's going to take a swipe. Um, so it's a 14. So John the Jaceus, you're going to nimbly jump back as it slams to the ground in front of you, kicking up a little bit of dust, but he misses. All right, I'm going to just swing at that leader there again. You are going to hit. So what are you attacking with? Inflict wounds. Yeah. So you Because uh, I want to inflict wounds upon his person. You take uh, some ethereal power in your hands and you create like a little ethereal warhammer and you smash him right on his toe. Just getting yeah. a real big toe ache. So the next goblin is going to go. He pulls out his scimitar and he's going to go ahead and take a slice at Hilda. Uh, he rolls, and he's going to miss. Watch yourself there. Lavinia has snuck in through the side wall. It appears that the goblins and Clark himself have not noticed you enter as of yet. So what would you like to do? Uh, can I attack the goblin? The Yes, you can. Okay, so he doesn't see you, so you're going to automatically get that sneak attack. You're going to go ahead and knock an arrow. You draw back, and you launch the arrow. And silent, it slips right into the back of his head and roll damage. He is just going to fall over dead. I instantly trust her because everybody is always up to good at all times. <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> I got I got Dr. Doolittle and I've got Mother Teresa on my side. All right, John the Jaceus, it is your turn. Ray of Frost. You you take some components from your spell, ca- spell pouch. You crush them in your hand as you say a few magical words. 
And Shanana, Ayo, Niasis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, uh, so you're going to throw this magical energy out, and uh, you are... You're going to slightly chill Clark as a cold wind blows past him. Uh, he's gonna <laughs> this is take, so emasculating. He's going to take two damage. Uh, so it is now Clark's turn, and he is going to uh, sort of brush off some of the frost that has gotten onto his thick fur. He's going to look at you and say, You think this is how men fight? I'll show you how men fight. And he's going to take his morning star and he's going to slam it down on you. Oh, he's going to hit. All right, John, you are going to be at one health right now. Oh. You are on the edge oh, of death. No. All right, Hill to the Hill Dwarf, it is your turn. All right. My arm popped out of its socket. Somebody help me. <laughs> All right, don't you know? I'm just going to I'm going to go after the leader fellow again. All right. What are you using? My war hammer. All right, so you take your warhammer, you grasp it in both hands. Go for the toes again. Uh, you <laughs> slam down on his toes, and a shriek of pain comes up. Uh, you're going to deal seven damage. All right. It's like, oh, you stubbed your toe there. <laughs> All right, okay. So can I do, like, a stealth move to attack the... Ah, uh, yes. The bed bug, as uh, John likes to call it. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and roll stealth. You slide uh, quickly into the shadows, a practiced purveyor of the stealthy arts, uh, and you're completely invisible to this bugbear. You peek out with your short bow and knock another arrow. Launch it. Go ahead and roll to a hit. Oh, nice. A 24. That's definitely going to hit. Laura, this is where you get to describe how you kill the bugbear. Oh, no. I somersault from behind the rock, <laughs> draw my short bow, shoot him in the face, and he gushes blood as his eyeballs pop out. Um, I go over to see if there's uh, some health potions or something to fix my freaking arm. Alright, so you are going <laughs> to go ahead and roll an investigation check if you're going to do that. And of course, uh, Lavinia, you, you're standing there, you've just uh, saved these two people that you were tracking, and they immediately ignore you and start searching the chests and crates nearby. Sounds about right. We got priorities, okay? <laughs> Alright, uh, Hilda the Hill Dwarf, you find a crate that it just has some like silks and nails and other just like mundane items. Uh, and John the Jaceus, you have found a small uh, leather-bound chest. If you open it up, inside there are three vials of red, softly glowing liquid, and you recognize these as healing potions. Um, I take one. All right, you feel the soft click of your arm coming back into its socket. <laughs> oh, I think my virginity grew back. I never... I, I wasn't a virgin, but I guess I am now. <laughs> I was a virgin before. I just wanted an excuse to why I was. Um, I think we should... Uh, there's two things we should do, Hilda. Uh, yes. We need to give Grimgut a proper send-off. And we need to talk to that weirdo in the corner. Oh, and uh, John the Jaceus, in that same box, you do find 600 copper pieces and 110 silver pieces as well. So you can choose... I'm in the money! <laughs> 
you can choose to share that with your partners, or you can just keep it all to yourself. Hilda, I'll give you a hundred copper pieces. Ooh, Here you go. Thank you very much. So, uh, Lavinia, while you're standing there, they have uh, searched a whole bunch of crates and boxes, still not talking to you, and then they painstakingly counted out a hundred copper pieces between themselves, <laughs> and just you just stood there and watched while they did all of that. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't save your asses or anything. I don't deserve. <laughs> uh, so we we put Grimgut's body on that uh, on that fire. On the campfire in the room, you're just gonna toss his body. Yeah, we, I mean, we want to we want to make sure that he has a good send off. I'll drag him very gracefully over to the fire, and there's like the slow motion Lord of the Rings style music in the background, and I'll just yeah, drape him over as the you're cooking fire, dragging a corpse across the room. The smell of cooked goblin now pervades the room. I'll make it extra classy and put the silk over his corpse. That way it just looks real nice. And the smell of burnt silk now covers up the smell of crispy goblin. Oh, I'll put two copper pieces over his eyes. That's a thing. You slightly burn your hand as you reach into the flames <laughs> to place the copper pieces haphazardly on the burning eye sockets of Grimga. Say, oh, gotta watch your hands there. <laughs> and Lavinia, you are standing nearby watching all of this take place as they still have not acknowledged you. Um, I walk over towards her. Hey, uh, thanks so much for helping us out. No problem. You're you're a thing of few words, I see. That's correct. What what's your name? Lavinia. And what what are you doing in this cave, Lavinia? Uh, what's your deal, Lavinia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, would you like to join our quest? Yeah. So as you're standing there, uh, one of the goblins sneaks in. He's like he's not he doesn't have his weapons drawn or anything. And he's like, It's clogged out. He, he sure is. Okay, good. Yemek wants to meet with you. Oh, really? What's your name? My name is Gutgrim. <laughs> By the way, have you seen my brother, Grimgut? <laughs> so, uh, Gutgrim. Yes. What does, uh, what does, uh, Yemek want with us? Well, uh, I believe it has something to do with killing Clark. Okay, lead us to, uh, to, um, Yemek. But first, let us have a moment of us just, you know, as people to talk. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll just wait right out here. Okay, great. Don't listen. Uh, I'll try not to. Grimgut, may he rest in peace, uh, told us that the humans were being held hostage in the other cavern. Exactly. Uh, fellow co-workers... Thank you for coming to my office meeting. I prefer acquaintances. Um, oh, okay. Um, I support that. Great. I'm so glad we wasted all this time talking about labels <laughs> instead of getting to the nitty gritty. Okay, so I'm thinking we've been screwed over by all these goblins except for Grimgut. May he rest in peace. Pieces. So. Pieces. Oh, <laughs> the so. <laughs> I got dark in a hurry. Hilda just broke me. Oh, I need to take another health potion for that one. Um, so I'm thinking we might get screwed over again. 
Um, so should we interrogate this goblin, or what do we think we should do? I say we just trust him. Great, I'm so glad I asked your opinion. <laughs> Lavinia? I support. I think let's go figure out, let's talk to the source. Oh my god, when on earth did I decide to go on this quest with half the cast of the Wizard of Oz? I want to be the um, scarecrow. <laughs> I'll be the tin man. <laughs> yeah, brainless and heartless <laughs> on the quest. This is great. That's why I think um, Do we... Is there a possibility of us leveling up before we go into this little cave? That way uh, we don't die. So yeah, you've definitely leveled up. So let's start with Hill to the Hill Dwarf. Oh, yeah. You now have Channel Divinity. Um, where you can do turn undead and also preserve life. Um, so choose one or more creatures within 30 feet of you to heal. Distribute up to 10 points of healing among them. Can can she bring back charred corpses? She cannot. <laughs> well, she could have brought back uh, without the charring, I think, but... Oh, man! <laughs> Oops! Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Just so you all know, if I ever get necromancy, we're coming back to this forking cave and bringing Grim Gut back. You took a short rest, okay? So that means you actually chilled in here for about an hour. Can I take all the dead people and goblins and line them up, like, close their eyes, kind of kick dirt over the blood, and just make it look... Like they're resting peacefully and like we didn't chop them to bits. I have an idea. Oh no. How big is Grim? How big? Not Grim Gut. May he rest in peace. How big is the bear bug? Uh, as big as two goblins and a and a wolf. Hmm. <laughs> Methinks there might be something we could do here. Oh my god. So, uh, John the Jaceus gives a devilish smile and moves over with a dagger. As the goblin peeks his head back in, and he's like, Uh, are you guys gonna come to this meeting with Yemi? <laughs> it's been like an hour and fifteen, and I wasn't sure, so... I forgot he was out there. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can come back later and take care of this. John the JCS very reluctantly slides his dagger back into place. They are gonna lead you, uh basically north through the door that you came in originally. This large cavern is divided in half by a ten-foot-high escarpment. A steep natural staircase leads from the lower portion to the upper edge. The air is hazy with the smoke of a cooking fire and pungent from the smell of poorly cured hides and unwashed goblins. Oh, don't we know it. You see there's a a group of goblins down on the floor and one standing up near the top of the stairs as you all enter the room. The uh, goblin, he stands maybe uh, a half a foot taller than all the other goblins you've seen and he looks a little more muscular and built, uh, so he might be a little bit more formidable in a fight. And he looks down, he's like, Row, row, row. Oh no, he's a bad guy. What do we have here? Are you the guys who killed Clark? Yep, that's us. Well, allow me to be the first one to say thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. That Clark 
was such a taskmaster. <laughs> Wasn't he though? My gosh, he just it came out of nowhere, just attacked us, so you know. Well, I just I want to make sure that you're not, you know, gonna kill the rest of uh, my dear friends here. You're gonna just uh, be on your way. Um, well, we did want to uh, get a hold of our friends that you all are allegedly keeping held captive. Oh, you mean, uh, this guy? And he drags up from a sitting position uh, the beaten, battered body of a human male who you recognize to be Sildar Hollowinter. Oh, Sildar! Uh, he looks to be totally uh, unconscious. Um, can we have him? <laughs> uh, you just want to have him? Can I? Roll persuasion. I mean, I... uh, No, you can't? What can we do to get him? Well, I mean, if you would have come here like an hour and a half ago, I would have said, kill Clark, and I'll give him to you. Uh, But you just went straight for the killing Clark, and so now I just... uh, You got any money? Uh, yeah, I can give you a hundred bronze pieces. Uh, make it a hundred silver pieces. No, no can do. I mean, look, he's unconscious. I already did all the heavy lifting for you. You're now the most important goblin in the cave. Let's make a deal. All right, you can roll persuasion with advantage this time. Nice. Okay, okay, a hundred copper pieces, uh, and you can have it. So, uh, one of the goblins down here, he, he rushes over and grabs the thing, and he comes up the stairs, and he starts furiously, like, counting with quick, nimble fingers, like you've never seen a goblin move so fast. Like, this this is clearly the, the accountant of the group of goblins here. All right, it all checks out, sir. All right, take him and be out of here. That's very rude. Okay, um, Hilda, can you grab that sack of potatoes? Yes, and I, I can I heal him? I would like to heal him. I'm going to do cure wounds. Uh, so he, his eyes come awake. Hilda, where am I? Now you just be quiet, and we're your friends. I know, I, I, uh, Now, when she said friends with that creepy tone, (laughs) she meant it really positively, though. I didn't want the bad guys to hear. (laughs) Just in case they change their mind. Um, who said they were bad guys, Hilda? Don't profile. You're right. They probably have beautiful hearts. We literally just watched one of them flay open. May he rest in peace. They don't have beautiful <laughs> hearts. All right, so you you gingerly lead Sildar, and I assume you're going to exit the cave? Uh, yes, please. Yep, let's go. All right, so you slowly start making your way back. During that little jaunt through the woods, um... Gundren is now awake, and so if you want to ask him any questions, he can answer. Gundren, what happened? Did you take a hit on the head, my friend? For I am Sildar, not Gundren. Oh, where's Gundren? Well, let me let me tell you all that I know. Three, the three Rockseeker brothers, Gundren, Thardin, and Nundro. Gosh. Did you just say Fartin? No, Thawden. T-H-A-R-D-E-N. Because I think uh, Ver- Veronica back there was a Fartin earlier. <laughs> Who's Veronica? <laughs> Who's Veronica? Vi- Vidalia. Who? Who? <laughs> Who is Vidalia? 
What's what's the what's the what's the pipsqueak's name? Lavinia. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> anyway, Gundren and his brothers oh, Thardin and Nundro. They have recently located an entrance to the long-lost Wave Echo Cave. Thank you. <laughs> Look, Lavinia, Lavinia's really close with Thornton right now. <laughs> this poor guy has oh been a prisoner God. with goblins, and now he's with us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're only the third person that I've met today that wasn't a goblin. <laughs> oh Alright, so um, basically the they have discovered the long-lost entrance to Wave Echo Cave. Gundren and his brothers. Who are his brothers? <laughs> Alright, oh so everybody can go ahead and roll a... Um, history check to see if they know anything about Wave Echo Cave. This is where the epic music goes, John. Well, more like the the Lord of the Rings-esque like, uh, exposition music. That was very specific. It's like the... <laughs> Sounds like farting sat on a lute again. More than 500 years ago, clans of dwarves and gnomes made an agreement known as the Fandelver's Pact, by which they would share a rich mine in a wondrous cavern known as Wave Echo Cave. In addition to its mineral wealth, the mine contained great magical power. Human spellcasters allied themselves with the dwarves and gnomes to channel and bind that energy into a great forge known as the Forge of Spells, where magic items could be crafted. Times were good, and the nearby human town of Fandalin prospered as well. But then, disaster struck when orcs swept through the north and laid waste to all in their path. A powerful force of orcs, reinforced by evil mercenary wizards, attacked Wave Echo Cave to seize its riches and the magic treasures within. Human wizards fought alongside their dwarf and gnome allies to defend the Forge of Spells, and the ensuing spell battle destroyed much of the cavern. For centuries, rumors of buried riches have attracted treasure seekers and opportunists to the area around Fandalin. The Rockseeker Brothers, a trio of dwarves, have discovered the entrance to Wave Echo Cave, and they intend to reopen the mines. So, so where are they? Where are the brothers? Yeah. Well, I will tell you as soon as I scroll back down. So, Clog, uh, the uh, unscrupulous bugbear. Uh, who led the goblin band uh, had orders to stop Gundren and myself. <sighs> so that is why we were attacked on the road. Apparently, these orders came from someone known only as the Black Spider. I have no idea who or what the Black Spider is. 
Now, Gundren had on him a map showing the secret location of Wave Echo Cave, but the goblins took it when they captured him. I believe that Clark sent the map and the dwarf to the chief of the Kragmaws at a place called Kragmaw Castle. I don't know where that might be, but someone in Fandalin might know. Oh, oh, oh. I think I do. Or at least I know. Hang on. I gotta pull up my bio. Kragmaw Castle? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. A goblin tribe has made it its lair at Kragmaw Castle. Uh, and it was once a sacred shrine to Ogma, my god. Um, so I think we can get some help if we go to, um, crap, where'd it go? So it says that Sister Garelli, a priestess of Timora, the goddess of luck, can aid you in the town of Fandala. Yeah, so we need to go talk to this witch. Well, that is uh, one option, I'm sure. Um, I also have a contact in Fandalin. He is a human wizard named Arno Albrecht. So we all just need to go to Fandalin then? Well, I mean, that is where you meant to deliver these supplies as well. So it would be good if we made our way there, restocked, and came up with a plan to find our good friend Gundren and this uh, Wave Echo Cave map. Lavinia? Yeah? What you thinking? I think let's do it. Great. Thanks so much. It's good to have a yes man in the group. <laughs> Hilda? Well, I just have to agree with everybody else. We need health potions and rest and some rations. And oh, We have too many yes men in this group. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> you all stumble into the cart and make your way down the road. As the sun beats down from above... You hear the wind whistling through the trees and rolling across your bodies, feeling the sting of wounds that are beginning to close and scab over. You finally, the rutted track emerges from the wooded hillside, and you catch your first glimpse of Fandal. Total Dote, unofficial presentation of the D&D campaign, The Lost Minds of Fandelver, by Rich Baker and Chris Perkins. Hosted by Dungeon Master Jacob Seidenberg, with players Lizzie Seidenberg as Hilda, Laura Arnold as Lavinia, and John Seidenberg as John the Jaceus. Music for this presentation by Kevin McLeod. Did you enjoy part two of this campaign? Let us know by writing to us on our Facebook page or by emailing theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. To learn more about this campaign or others like it, visit dnd.wizards.com. Thank you for listening.